Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. Breaking news. Donald Trump ordered to pay more than $80 million in damages by a federal jury. The former president found liable in the defamation case brought against him by writer E. Jean Carroll. Now I guess we're going to see, is this number enough or potentially do we go through this again? The CBS Evening News starts now. Good evening. I'm Nancy Cordes in for Nora. Thank you for being with us. We're going to have more on that massive payout Donald Trump was ordered to make to E. Jean Carroll in a moment. Also tonight, though, big news from the border where migrant crossings hit a new record in December. Hundreds of thousands of them encountered by border agents. Plus, Boeing's 737 MAX 9 is returning to the skies. CBS News is there as the first flight takes off from Seattle after the planes were grounded for three weeks following that terrifying mid-air incident. But we want to begin tonight with Donald Trump. The jury found he acted, quote, maliciously out of hatred, ill will or spite in his ongoing verbal attacks on the former Elle magazine columnist. They concluded he should pay $83.3 million in damages. A previous jury found Trump liable for sexually abusing and defaming Carol. CBS's Errol Barnett was inside the courthouse in Lower Manhattan. E. Jean Carroll was all smiles as she left the courthouse following the jury's unanimous verdict, ordering former President Donald Trump to pay her more than $83 million for defamatory statements he made about her in 2019. The dollar amount including $7.3 million for emotional harm, $11 million to help repair her reputation, and $65 million in punitive damages. Carol's attorney had previously told the jury, quote, the one thing Donald Trump cares about is money. They deliberated for fewer than three hours. Trump wasn't in the courtroom for the verdict, but immediately took to social media to call the ruling, quote, absolutely ridiculous, saying he fully disagrees. Trump's lead attorney, Alina Haber. We will immediately appeal. We will set aside that ridiculous jury. 
Trump was in court earlier in the day. There was a dramatic moment when he abruptly got up and left as Carol's lead attorney made her closing arguments, a break of decorum in federal court. Trump returned in time for closing arguments from his attorney, Ms. Haber, who was herself reprimanded by the judge multiple times. When she played a video of Trump responding to the prior jury verdict, finding him liable of sexual abuse and defamation. The verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. The judge told the jury to disregard it since he had repeatedly warned the defense team to not retry that case. When she protested not being allowed to discuss tweets not in evidence, Judge Kaplan said, quote, you are on the verge of spending some time in the lockup. Now sit down. Now, underscoring the unusual nature of this trial, Judge Kaplan ordered the jurors to remain anonymous even amongst each other, telling them to use aliases instead. Nancy, that instruction is typically reserved for federal cases against drug cartels. Big concern that these jurors could now face threats themselves. Errol Barnett in New York City. Thanks so much. Tonight, a 31-year-old Baltimore woman is under arrest for a lessive award announced in the defamation trial against Donald Trump. And then Boeing planes that were grounded after that mid-air scare, they're both back in the air. And why a 90-year-old gravedigger is finding himself buried in fan mail. This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. Breaking news. Donald Trump ordered to pay more than $80 million in damages by a federal jury. The former president found liable in the defamation case brought against him by writer E. Jean Carroll. Now I guess we're going to see, is this number enough or potentially do we go through this again? The CBS Evening News starts now. Good evening. I'm Nancy Cordes in for Nora. Thank you for being with us. We're going to have more on that massive payout Donald Trump was ordered to make to E. Jean Carroll in a moment. Also tonight, though, big news from the border where migrant crossings hit a new record in December. Hundreds of thousands of them encountered by border agents. Plus, Boeing's 737 MAX 9 is returning to the skies. CBS News is there as the first flight takes off from Seattle after the planes were grounded for three weeks following that terrifying mid-air incident. But we want to begin tonight with Donald Trump. The jury found he acted, quote, maliciously out of hatred, ill will or spite in his ongoing verbal attacks on the former Elle magazine columnist. They concluded he should pay $83.3 million in damages. A previous jury found Trump liable for sexually abusing and defaming Carol. CBS's Errol Barnett was inside the courthouse in Lower Manhattan. E. Jean Carroll was all smiles as she left the courthouse following the jury's unanimous verdict, ordering former President Donald Trump to pay her more than $83 million for defamatory statements he made about her in 2019. The dollar amount including $7.3 million for emotional harm, $11 million to help repair her reputation, and $65 million in punitive damages. Carol's attorney had previously told the jury, quote, the one thing Donald Trump cares about is money. They deliberated for fewer than three hours. Trump wasn't in the courtroom for the verdict, but immediately took to social media to call the ruling, quote, absolutely ridiculous, saying he fully disagrees. Trump's lead attorney, Alina Haber. 
We will immediately appeal. We will set aside that ridiculous jury. Trump was in court earlier in the day. There was a dramatic moment when he abruptly got up and left as Carol's lead attorney made her closing arguments, a break of decorum in federal court. Trump returned in time for closing arguments from his attorney, Ms. Haber, who was herself reprimanded by the judge multiple times. When she played a video of Trump responding to the prior jury verdict, finding him liable of sexual abuse and defamation. The verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. The judge told the jury to disregard it since he had repeatedly warned the defense team to not retry that case. When she protested not being allowed to discuss tweets not in evidence, Judge Kaplan said, quote, you are on the verge of spending some time in the lockup. Now sit down. Now, underscoring the unusual nature of this trial, Judge Kaplan ordered the jurors to remain anonymous even amongst each other, telling them to use aliases instead. Nancy, that instruction is typically reserved for federal cases against drug cartels. Big concern that these jurors could now face threats themselves. Errol Barnett in New York City. Thanks so much. Tonight, a 31-year-old Baltimore woman is under arrest for allegedly stabbing two people and hitting several others with her car in what authorities are calling a random attack. We get details now from CBS's Nicole Zaganga. Police dispatch calls capture a chaotic string of attacks. I don't know if somebody's just riding around hitting people on purpose, but we got one down. Four back-to-back hit-and-runs and two stabbings, leaving six people injured, including a 15-year-old with life-threatening injuries. The person that was struck was struck in the head. head is bleeding, feeling dizzy. Vehicle drove up on the sidewalk and hit her and then drove off. Police charged 31-year-old Tanae Stallings-Brown of Baltimore with attempted murder and other offenses following the rampage that unfolded Thursday. I've rarely seen a suspect this determined across this length to inflict harm on innocent people. Detectives say the attack spanned 90 minutes, targeting victims in five different locations across Maryland, including this gas station in Lanham, and appear to be random. I do hope the community takes comfort in knowing that she is now in our custody and unable to cause any more pain. The police chief here says it took investigators just six hours to track down the suspect and adds that it appears she has an extensive criminal history. Meanwhile, detectives still searching for a motive. Nancy? Cole Ganga in Prince George's County, Maryland. Thank you. Now to some breaking news at the U.S.-Mexico border. Migrant encounters reached an all-time high in the month of December at more than 302,000. That's roughly the population of the city of Pittsburgh. CBS's Camilo Montoya-Galvez is at the border crossing in Eagle Pass, Texas. Nancy, this has never happened before in U.S. history. December was the fourth consecutive month in which U.S. agents here along the Mexican border process close to or over a quarter of a million migrants. And that tally in December included more than 120,000 parents and children traveling as families. The situation here, however, has changed dramatically in January, with daily illegal crossings dropping by 50 percent. Nancy, U.S. officials attribute that drop to increased Mexican enforcement on the other side of the Rio Grande as well as the holiday season. 
Camilo Montoya Galvez in Eagle Pass, Texas. Thank you so much. Turning now to the weather and a flood emergency in the Midwest. Officials say an ice jam is causing major flooding across northern Illinois with a flash flood warning in effect until tomorrow morning. For a look at snow heading towards the northeast and more rain in the west, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Nancy, good evening. Watch you for the next rain and snow maker to move into the east. Rain from the south all the way into the mid-Atlantic. Temperatures warm enough here. It's all rain, but north of New York primarily is where we watch for some snow here. Could get quite heavy as we go into Sunday. That could include like a state college, Buffalo, then due east from there into a place like Boston where several inches is on the way here. Then we watch the warm-up. That's going to come for us, especially in the west, where record-setting temperatures will be through the weekend and early next week. And then we'll watch a very active jet stream pattern over the Pacific, and that'll set us up for more atmospheric rivers aimed right at the west coast. And ultimately, what that ends up doing is creating a lot of rain and snow, Nancy, across the west, likely leading to flood issues. Already some record warmth here in D.C. today. Mike Bettis, thank you so much. Tonight, Boeing's 737 MAX 9 planes are flying again for the first time in three weeks when they were grounded after that scary incident where a door plug ripped off mid-flight. CBS's senior transportation correspondent Chris Van Cleve has the latest. Cleared for takeoff, the first Boeing 737 MAX 9 is back in the air. A nearly full Alaska Airlines Flight 1146 leaving Seattle for San Diego this afternoon. Three weeks after a door panel blew out on another Alaska MAX 9 mid-flight. Virginia Cavanee will be on board. She's traveling to see her family. Thoughts go through your mind, but um, you have to hope that people learn from their mistakes. The FAA grounded 171 MAX 9s, while the NTSB investigation focuses on whether the four bolts holding that door panel in place were properly installed. Loose bolts were also found on several other MAX 9s. I mean, one plane out of how many it happened to, but they're, they're, they're fixing it, so I'm okay with that. Tonight, Alaska and United Airlines continue inspections, allowing their MAX 9 fleets to return to service over the next several days, and NTSB investigators are back at Boeing 737 factory in Renton, Washington. The 737 MAX is a vital part of Boeing's business. They have a backlog of more than 4,300 orders from airlines around the world. In fact, the MAX makes up the vast majority of Boeing's outstanding orders. Alaska and United say passengers who do not want to fly on a MAX 9 can change flights with no additional cost, as winning back the public's trust may take time. Boeing has been called on the carpet more than enough to have a wake-up call, because it's not just about public confidence, it's about private confidence. It's about the airlines buying planes from Boeing. With the world watching as the MAX 9 tries to navigate through a crisis of confidence. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Renton, Washington. There is condemnation tonight, both in the U.S. and around the world, after the state of Alabama executed a man using nitrogen gas. It was the first time in history that the method was used, and witnesses said the inmate shook violently and appeared to suffer when the gas was turned on. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas has more. Kenneth Smith was declared dead at 8.25 p.m. Thursday after breathing in nitrogen gas through a face mask, depriving him of oxygen. Lauren Layton with our CBS News affiliate in Huntsville witnessed the execution. The nitrogen gas was administered. His body began to shake for about two minutes, followed by heavy breathing for about five to seven minutes. His final words before the procedure were about leaving with light 
love, and peace. Smith's spiritual advisor, Reverend Jeff Hood, said the nitrogen method amounted to torture. We didn't see somebody go unconscious in 30 seconds. What we saw was minutes of someone struggling for their life. Alabama officials disagree. He struggled against his restraints a little bit, but there's some involuntary movement and some agonal breathing, so uh, that was all expected. Both the United Nations and European Union expressed regret over the execution, and though the U.S. Supreme Court allowed it to proceed, in a dissenting opinion, Justice Sonia Sotomayor said, this court yet again permits Alabama to experiment with a human life. Smith was convicted of murdering Elizabeth Senate in 1988. Nothing happened here today is going to bring uh, mom back. We're not going to be jumping around, hooping and hollering, but uh, we're glad this day is over. No longer untested, Alabama says the nitrogen method could be used on 43 other death row inmates. Manuel Bajorquez, CBS News. Turning overseas now, the United Nations' highest court stopped short today of ordering a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. But it did say Israel must do more to prevent genocide as it works to dismantle the terror group Hamas in the Palestinian territory of Gaza. Tonight, the U.N. itself is under fire. Twelve of its relief workers are suspected of taking part in the October 7th attack on Israel by Hamas prompting the United States, the agency's biggest donor, to temporarily halt its funding. The Justice Department has concluded that former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed 13 women who worked in his office and that he and his staff retaliated against some of the victims after they complained. Those findings are part of a settlement reached today with the state of New York over the claims that forced Cuomo from office in 2021. A lawyer for Cuomo denied the accusations again today. Now to a troubling story about celebrities and technology. You or your kids may have seen or heard about those graphic AI-generated fake images of Taylor Swift that have been circulating online. CBS's Jolene Kent joins us now from L.A. Jolene, what can you tell us about this deceptive technology? Nancy, good evening. They're called deep fakes, manipulated images, videos, and audio recordings that seem eerily legitimate, and they're the latest example of how artificial intelligence is developing far faster than U.S. laws and regulations. In the case of Taylor Swift, her huge fan base, or Swifties, are not only outraged, but demanding these fake images be removed. One explicit image was reportedly seen 47 million times on X before it was taken down. We've reached out to Swift's team and have not heard back yet, Nancy. Yeah, and unfortunately, Jolene, Taylor Swift just joins a long list of celebrities and politicians who have been affected. So what do people know, need to know about how to spot a deep fake? Yeah, it's Taylor Swift, President Biden, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, and many regular people battling deep fakes made without their consent. You might remember fake videos of Tom Cruise went viral on TikTok. And take a look at this doctored image of former President Donald Trump claiming to be a video of his arrest. But if you look closely, it shows Trump with three legs. Now, experts say you've got to scrutinize what is in a video or photo, look at where it's coming from, and look for any 
anything that might look odd. Sometimes, though, it might be impossible to tell Nancy. Yeah, and these deep fakes with Taylor Swift even got the attention of the White House press secretary today, who said that social media companies have an important role to play in enforcing their own rules. So, Jolene, what are big tech and lawmakers doing to stop this, if anything? Yeah, Nancy, nine states have laws regulating deepfakes, and last week a federal bill was reintroduced that would make non-consensual sharing of digitally altered pornographic images a federal crime. As for the big tech companies, YouTube has told us it has terminated 90 YouTube channels and suspended multiple advertiser accounts, and Meta tells us it removes manipulated media that violates its policies and is labeling content that fact-checkers say is altered or false. Nancy? The technology is getting more sophisticated all the time. Jolene Kent, thank you so much. There are new details tonight on the escape of a 17-year-old murder suspect who is still on the run. That's next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. An 18-year-old was arrested today on charges he helped an escaped prisoner by giving him a ride. Officials say the teen helped 17-year-old murder suspect Shane Pryor escape from custody Wednesday after Pryor was taken to a hospital in Philadelphia. Sources tell our CBS Philadelphia station that Pryor was not handcuffed during transport to the hospital, as he should have been. He's still on the run tonight. American skiing champ Michaela Schifrin takes a frightening tumble on the slopes. That's next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. American skier Michaela Schifrin, the winningest World Cup skier ever, wiped out while landing a jump today and crashed into the safety nets. It happened on the same course that will be used in the 2026 Winter Olympics in Italy. Schifrin was slow to get up and kept weight off her leg as she was taken to the hospital. The U.S. ski team said an initial check of her left leg found no torn ligaments. Schifrin thanked fans for their support on social media. Britain's King Charles is spending the night in a London hospital after undergoing a procedure to treat an enlarged prostate. He is said to be doing well. Earlier today, the king visited with his daughter-in-law, Princess Catherine, who is recovering from abdominal surgery at the same hospital. She's expected to be released in several days. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.